reporters are biased, the Idaho Press Club are biased, all media, newspaper, radio. To be completely blunt here, Brian, and there are plans to expand indoctrination. That's right. Well, Idahoans are also concerned. Horror shot. That line would be moving a little bit farther west. I'm like crying. Nobody wants to Dark see. Dark money is influencing policy in our state. Well, that's not how this works. Well, hello there. I'm Brian Hyde, and this is Nowhere to Hide, a show where we take the uh, we take some of the spin of the press and uh, just give it a little closer look. It's not that I have all the answers, and it's not that the press is always wrong, but if you rely on corporate media to give you a window on what's going on in the world, let's just say that your uh, your perspective might be lacking. And then again, it's not to say that therefore I'm here to fill in everything that you need to know, but I am definitely here to encourage you to take it a little more seriously. The, the credibility gap is widening, and that's actually a good thing. Less people are trusting the media. They're also, uh, well, we're also losing trust in some other things, too. Look at this headline from KTVB. Ooh, they're not happy about this. This is an AP story that they they shared, but confidence in science fell in 2022 while political divides persisted, poll shows. Now, this poll also showed a loss of trust in other institutions like education, major companies, and the press. Huh. Gee, I wonder as I look around at uh, the flags everywhere, uh, what uh, what would these institutions have in common with the uh, you know reasons that people might otherwise you know start to withdraw their their uh, consent or at least withdraw their trust? Wonder if it has something to do with wokeness. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a look at the article here. It tells us confidence in the scientific community declined among U.S. adults in 2022. A major survey shows. Now, they explain it as driven by a partisan divide in views of both science and medicine that emerged during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I think that's a little bit disingenuous in that uh, it, was, it wasn't just Democrats. There were Republicans also telling us, hey, if you're unvaccinated, then you're a risk to the vaccinated, which any thinking person would say, well, now, wait a minute. So if I get vaccinated, then I'm the one who's going to be at risk from the unvaccinated. You see how that works? It's not just a partisan divide, but overall, 39% of U.S. adults said they had a great deal of confidence in the scientific That's down from 48% in 2018 and also 2021. Now, that's according to the General Social Survey, a long-running poll conducted by NORC at the uh, University of Chicago that's monitored Americans' positions or opinions, rather, on key topics since 1972. Now, the article goes on to tell us that an additional 48% of adults in the latest survey reported only some confidence, while 13% reported hardly any, according to an analysis of the survey by the Associated Press NORC Center for, for Public Affairs Research. The survey showed low confidence levels among Republicans as partisan gaps that emerged during the pandemic era have stuck around. That's according to Jennifer Benz, the center's deputy director. Now, she says it doesn't look all that dramatic when you look at the trends for the overall public, but when you dig into that by people's political affiliations, there's a really stark downturn and polarization. Well, overall, 34% of Americans reported a great deal of confidence in medicine in 2022, compared with 39% before the pandemic. Generally, scientists have enjoyed a high level of trust compared to other groups in the U.S. That's according to John Beasley, who, who studies public opinion about science at Michigan State University. And even with the latest declines, he says confidence in science is still higher than many other institutions, he pointed out. And, you know, it's the idea that, well, you know, what's what's true about gravity, you know, is going to be true about gravity, whether you're standing in England or whether you're standing in Alaska. Nonetheless, the latest survey found that distrust has grown for some other groups as well. So there are questions about science, and I'm, I'm going to suggest that uh, perhaps the, the biggest problem 
is is kind of a common one, and that is to the degree that science and the state overlap one another, that's where the trust issues start because it stops being about science and becomes more about funding, more about uh, keeping grants flowing or uh, even political power. So when, when you have to start to... Uh, reporting your findings to the people who are writing you the check, particularly if it's from a government source, you can imagine that it would be pretty easy for those findings to reflect what would favorably influence that funding continuing to flow. By the way, that's that's not a, just a blanket indictment of science. That's just a that's an understanding of human nature. It's an incentive. And we are beings that operate on incentives, so we shouldn't act like, well, that's totally out of the question. No, it's not. And probably climate science is the biggest example of this. Uh, the, you know, it's all about this anthropomorphic uh, climate change. You know, only by going back to living in caves and washing our clothes on rocks down by the river, you know, can we save the earth? Oh, and by giving politicians more power and, of course, more of our money. Hmm, funny how that works out. The science is, is unequivocal about this. You can see why some of us might lack a little bit of confidence. Now, according to this 2022 survey, confidence in the Supreme Court has plunged to its lowest level in at least 50 years. You don't suppose that has anything to do with the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Just curious, the, the way it's, it's worded, the timing. In 50 years, we haven't felt like this. Well, okay, that might be part of it. But And this was the interesting part. Buried within this article, Americans also reported lower levels of trust in education, the press major companies and organized religion. I love that the press is just kind of, it's buried in there to where you, you almost have to look in there with a magnifying glass or a microscope. Oh, yep, there it is. There it is. You know, that's, they're not going to tout that uh, you know, people don't trust us that much. That would, uh, that would not be a comfortable thing for people within the press to report, but it is the case nonetheless. And in fact, you look at other surveys that have been taken and you will find that uh, trust in the press has fallen to levels that I don't, I don't know that they've ever been this low. It was somewhere in the neighborhood of like only 11% of people say, yeah, 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 I can, I can trust what, uh, what the corporate media is telling me. Again, disturbing to those in the press, good news for those of us who think, oh my gosh, maybe reality is going to be fashionable once again. Now, Beasley said that scientists should communicate about their motives to help show that they are trustworthy. Not only do we have some expertise, but also that we're using that expertise to try to make the world better. Now, the problem is, if they're trying to make the world better, and particularly doing it with the help of politicians, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some tomfoolery. There, there's going to be some manipulation going on. So you and I should always be just a little bit skeptical. Let's go back to the press, though, for a moment. And I, in particular, I'm going to pick on KTVB just a little bit, just because they, they, they have this wonderful feature that they run called Verify. And this is where we will tell you what is real. And it... I don't know if they intend to do this. Maybe I'm just hearing this in my head, but there's always just a condescending tone. Yes, water is wet. Yes, the Antarctic can be chilly sometimes out of the year. You know, I mean, it's just, it seems very pedantic. And and it's it, it seems like the uh, stereotypical neckbeard, right? Who has to chime into every online discussion. Actually, this is how it's said, or this is how it's done. So I'm going to give you a couple examples here of, of how KTVB wins our trust by telling us, by verifying what is real and what is not. No, a viral video of an alien in a Las Vegas backyard isn't real. I'm sorry. I know that everybody's out there with a little bit of Fox Mulder in their blood. Oh, I want to believe. I just want to believe. But here's KTVB spoiling the fantasy that 
uh, well, they weren't exactly little green men, 10 foot tall gray men landed in a backyard in Las Vegas. So thank you. But the ET fantasy is going to have to be put on hold. All right, KTBB, what else can you tell us? What? No, Social Security is not going to go bankrupt. I like this one, if, if nothing else, because it's such a perfect illustration of that, uh, that fealty to the status quo of politics. No, it's not going to go bankrupt. Now, the subtext here is, as long as we are able to plunder your children and your children's children to keep this generational Ponzi scheme alive, no, no, it's going to be fine. I think there are a lot of variables at work here. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's wrong for me to even suggest such a thing, but uh, as a Gen Xer, I don't expect to see my social security. I don't know anybody in the millennial generation or in generation Y or generation Z. I don't know anybody who reasonably expects, yeah, yeah, it's going to be there for me. Or what is going to be there is going to be worth anything, given the growing rate of inflation and the government's insatiable appetite for spending. So thank you, KTVB, for assuring us, no, social security is not going to go bankrupt. But, you know, Despite your, your firm pronouncement, um, I may have to ask for a second opinion on this. Ah, here's a great one. There's never been evidence of a school providing litter boxes for students identifying as cats. Here's how the rumor started. Now, this is part of the, you know, the pushback against people who are calling out wokeness and the LGBT, you know, reality bending agenda that has been introduced into our schools. And this is one of those, well, you conservative reactionaries, you'll believe anything that anybody tells you, including somebody saying that, uh, you know, in some places kids say, well, I identify as a furry. So instead of a restroom, I want a litter box where I can do my business, you know, when I have to go. Now, I don't know anybody personally who, who believed that. I saw that I saw articles on it. I've seen rumors, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe every single word of it. And and worse, this is kind of a smokescreen because it, it, it's used to distract from, well, and you also can't believe these other rumors you hear about, you know, LGBT flags in the classroom or, you know, transgender uh, agendas or uh, what, CRT or anything like that. You know, this intersectional victimhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all your imagination. You reactionary conservatives, you believe anything. Okay, well, fine. So this one, this one, according to KTVB, turns out to be a rumor. Yeah. I mean, this, this is not the hill I think most people would die on. But let me throw a question out there and just ask, is this a rumor too? Because I, I, I've heard tales that uh, there might have been an incident or two in which uh, biologically born young men choose to identify as trans women. And in the course of utilizing either the locker room or the restroom, have either sexually abused or physically abused, or at least in one case, raped biological female students. Care to comment on that? Or is that, is that also one of those rumors that just got started and there's no truth to it? Where would I have to look? Would, would Loudoun County, uh, Virginia be a good place to start? You know, would there, would there maybe be some, some information on that? By the way, I'll leave it up to you, the viewer, if you want to check that out to, uh, you know, Google Loudoun County, Virginia, transgender restroom incident. Yeah, that's not a rumor. That's that's a legitimate outrage. And that's exactly the kind of thing that uh, the news media is running interference on. They, they don't want people asking questions about that. So, well, let's just, you know, throw show the, the craziest rumors out there. <laughs> They're not going to ban your gas stove, by the way. Have you have you followed the headlines, you know, the environmentalists in, in Great Britain and environmentalists in some states within the United States, in fact, have uh, 
quietly added to their building codes. By the way, we will not be permitting gas stoves in any more buildings after, you know, whatever it is, 2030. So they, they mock you for forever reacting to such a room. What? Nobody's going to ban my gas stove. I'm not going to put up with that. I'll go buy one right now if they're going to think about it. Oh, you guys going off on this. And then it turns out there's something true. I mean, this is kind of a, a pattern that's repeated over and over. We saw it with a lot of the, the rumors. Ivermectin can help people who are dealing with COVID. Masks don't work. The, uh, the vaccine is, is not preventing the spread of the of the virus and it's not preventing people from from getting the virus oh those are just rumors in fact this is something this misinformation you need to be deplatformed for even saying such a thing and yet now it's it's kind of borne out that yep that that actually is the case so you can trust but you better verify things for yourself and by the way ktvb despite your best efforts um your verification still is a little bit lacking let me give you another example of it Look at this headline. Idaho lawmaker Heather Scott escorted out a volatile school board meeting. Oh, my gosh. What a troublemaker she must be. If it was a volatile school board meeting, she had to be escorted out. Look, there's a picture of her standing there with a cop. Holy cow. He must have uncuffed her just for, for, the, for the picture. Okay, does it tell us the whole story? Not hardly, but, you know, we're, we're supposed to fill in the gaps. This is kind of like the, you know, bomb threats were made to Target over LGBTQ clothing. We're left to believe, well, it must have been the people who were opposed to having that kid's clothing, you know, with the, uh, you know, rainbow flag motif or for that matter, you know, devil worship motif. Yeah, it was it's those reactionary parents, you know, the anti woke people. They're the ones. No, it was it was the woke. It was the the hardcore LGBTQ plus advocates and activists who started phoning in bomb threats and and making other waves because they were angry that Target knuckled under and pulled those displays either to the back of the store or removed them altogether. Huh. Interesting how it's worded like that. Isn't it strange? Kind of a subtle way of, well, you know, it's not like we really uh, reported anything as, as misinformation. No, you just did it in a, in a way that allows people to come to a wrong conclusion, which seems incongruent for journalists or at least people that are, that are interested in, in sharing the truth. Now, as far as the meeting at which this uh, this representative Heather Scott was attending, yes, there was a contentious confrontation. Apparently, somebody was trying to uh, snap photographs of her notes or take pictures of of what she was doing on her phone. Basically, someone was over her shoulder trying to invade her privacy, and she reacted to that. And I mean, now there there may have been physical contact. And it's, look, she didn't beat the crap out of somebody, but uh, there there was definitely a reaction, which was likely being provoked. And then, of course, the person who is provoking the reaction now gets to play the victim. I do appreciate uh, Senator Brian Lenny for providing uh, some some context on this. He fixed it for us. Um, instead of saying Heather Scott uh, escorted out a volatile school board meeting, Idaho lawmaker Heather Scott escorted out a volatile school board meeting for her own safety. And by the way, I believe that that meeting may have had something to do with uh, Brandon Durst. Do you remember we were talking in the last program about uh, how upset, you know, the, the certain people were within the, uh, what was it, the West Bonner uh, School District? Oh, how can they appoint this conservative person as a superintendent? In fact, Brian Holmes at KMVT was just, or KTVB rather, was just, you know, well, it looks like they're going to rescind that uh, that appointment and, you know, just trying to drive it home. He asked for too much. He wanted free lunch. He wanted this. He wanted that. And rah, rah, rah. It was, it was purely activism masquerading as journalism. And when the board met, well, I'll let the headline here from, uh, from Idaho Capital Sun tell you, Idaho's West Bonner School District Board strikes Durst repeal. In other words, 
they chose not to repeal their uh, at their appointment of of uh, Brandon Durst as the superintendent. Hmm. Now that upset some people, and I understand that uh, you know it was it was the left wingers that were really getting loud and rowdy and and uh, bent out of shape over the fact that uh, that they weren't being obeyed when when they were upset. I mean, how dare you not you know respond to my victimhood here? How dare you violate me by failing to validate me? So uh, they actually uh, they tabled the contract discussion. I believe they adjourned the meeting um, quickly because the the crowd was getting rowdy. But it's just so funny to see that the the press was was so sure this is a slam dunk. They're going to strip him of that appointment, and no, it it, it didn't happen. Now, it is curious that uh, there's so much concern about uh, this uh, superintendent in a tiny little district. And yet, uh, you know, when when people bring up legitimate concerns, you know, about uh, well, what about some of the, uh, you know, really hinky stuff that's finding its way into our system? Not just uh, well, you know, is this guy asking for too much in terms of a company vehicle, in the terms of how many you know sick days, in terms of a free school lunch? Why don't we talk about what about uh, you know a teacher that's that's been doing sexually suggestive things in front of students? Don't you think that would in, in be be worthy of a little bit more in depth coverage? Now, there's a reason I'm asking this. Great article from, uh, this is from Anna K. Miller and Scott uh, in, on, in and this is from the Idaho Freedom, uh, the Idaho Freedom Foundation. But a uh, couple of comments on Twitter that, that first brought this to my attention. Uh, Maria Olson-Nate said, media's all worked up about Brandon Durst getting a crappy school lunch for free, but they're silent about fourth graders being afraid to go to music class and reports of the teacher being instructed to keep the door open. We're going to give you some explicit reasons why that uh, that instruction was given. Brian Allman says, seriously, read the article. Leftists, some of them Republicans, just spent the week screaming about a tiny school district superintendent hire while completely ignoring systemic sexual harassment in a local elementary school. Here's uh, This is the tweet from Anna K. Miller. Parents in a rural Idaho district say a teacher sexualized their elementary-aged children for years. This Lake Ridge elementary teacher would touch himself sexually in front of his students, push his sexuality on kids, force them to perform bizarre rituals, and pledge to the pride flag. So let's go into a little more detail. This is the actual article that uh, you can find at idahofreedom.org. And again, this is from Anna K. Miller and Scott Yenon. Parents of elementary students in a uh, rural Idaho school district have been complaining about an Idaho teacher who sexualizes musical instruction. Parents claim the inappropriate behavior occurred for years before the Nampa school district started an investigation into the teacher. Now, the music teacher, Tony Bradshaw, still is on paid leave even six months after a recent firestorm of well-documented allegations and years of reports ignored by past principals. Lake Ridge Elementary School in the Nampa School District received many complaints about Bradshaw, according to public records acquired by the Idaho Freedom Foundation's Center for American Education. Now, these are complaints about Bradshaw touching himself sexually in front of the students, forcing them to perform bizarre rituals. And I mean, some of those were described as things like, OK, kids, put your head in your hands and, and you're going to say a word in a different language. Now put my head in your hands and say something in a different language, you know, Weird, but but okay, that may not be too over the line. But stuff like pledging allegiance to the gay pride flag. I'm sorry, if that was my kids, I'd be like, it's okay for you to call me and say, come pick me up. You don't have to participate in that. And when parents found out what was going on in the classroom, they filled the school's inbox with emails starting in January of this year. 
Now, multiple parents' emails stated in emails, uh, multiple parents rather, stated in emails on January 9th, 11th, and 24th that Mr. Bradshaw taught the students as young as fourth grade about his sexual orientation and the sign language sign for gay. At one point, Mr. Bradshaw made hand gestures, making his hands kiss. Some students responded, ew, and Mr. Bradshaw began yelling at the students, according to an email sent to district officials on January 9th. Another parent stated that the teacher frequently raises his voice at students in the classroom. Now, parents stated in emails to district officials that on January 24th, 27th, and 30th, Mr. Bradshaw asked students to pledge allegiance to a rainbow flag on a bulletin board in place of the American flag. One parent alerted the school principal about this issue. The parent stated that the principal said it wasn't anything and it wasn't implied to pledge to his bulletin board and it wasn't a rainbow. But later that week, that parent saw the rainbow flag on the bulletin board in person during a parent-teacher conference. That doesn't look good, like somebody's not telling the truth. On January 19th, the Board of of Trustees voted to put Mr. Bradshaw on paid administrative leave while the school administrators conducted an investigation and they brought recommendations to the board. On January 23rd, the board administration decided to allow Mr. Bradshaw to return to the school, violating the board's decision. After receiving objections from parents and board members, the school administration reversed its decision and continued with an investigation of Mr. Bradshaw. Now, the Nampa School District appears to have violated Idaho's public records law by excluding numerous records in a request submitted to the district in January. So the district claimed there were just three documents in fulfillment of the request regarding Mr. Bradshaw's classroom behavior, but over a dozen records obtained through private means reveal that the district excluded pertinent information with no explanation for why they excluded those documents. After being asked about this discrepancy, a representative of the district claimed there was a misunderstanding that there were actually over 6,000 emails that should have been reviewed pursuant to fulfilling the request. Now, he's still employed. He is still a music teacher, even though he's been suspended for the last six months. Doesn't that strike you as just a little bit odd? And, you know, it's this is not to say we need to go on some kind of a witch hunt. We need to ferret out all of the teachers who are like this. But where you have some pretty strong evidence and particularly overwhelming feedback from parents and from others in the community saying there's some inappropriate stuff happening here. This is not just like a one off. Is it because of that protected status that uh, that idea? Well, we don't want to rock the boat. I mean, come on, this guy's a victim. How could we, how could we possibly insist that you know he stay within appropriate boundaries? But I think that's part of the problem here. Is no longer do we have any appropriate boundaries. You know, every boundary that was in place, you know, to to protect the innocence of kids is coming down. I saw a great comment actually. I think it was last week. Someone was saying, uh, "I'd like to share with you uh, how I." Uh, how I teach my three-year-old to have a healthy attitude about uh, sexual matters. I do nothing. I let them be three years old. I let them be innocent. And I think that's the right answer. Look, the world is going to find its way into your kid's life soon enough. The best thing that we can be doing as parents is teaching them right from wrong and, and not trying to, to chip away at everything that, uh, that would, would deny the reality that some things are appropriate and some things are not. Some behavior is appropriate and some behavior is not. 
but it's become so politicized. I mean, look at look at the number of fake holidays that are being forced on us now, not because you know we, they bring us together on common ground, and yes, this is reason for us to celebrate something that we all share. That's really what holidays used to be about. In fact, if you look back at you know the etymological uh, origins, holy days, it was there were things you know that that brought people together because this is when we recognize things that are either sacred to us or important to us. But mostly what we get now when, when the federal government, for instance, designates a new holiday, you know, now we will be celebrating Juneteenth. I mean, look, if you want to celebrate it, knock yourself out. But it doesn't change the fact that that's a fake holiday. Kwanzaa, also a fake holiday. Uh, you know, Gay History Month, I believe that's in uh, October, November. Fake. Pride Month, fake as well. Now, this doesn't mean you don't have to celebrate, but but again, what, what's happening is it's coming from the top down, and it's 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 almost mandatory. You're, you you aren't flying the flag. Is something wrong? You know, there, there's suspicion that's being cast on you for, for not participating. It's it's not right. And and these fake holidays are really centered around they're, they're about uh, identity politics. Okay, well, let's throw a bone to this group. Let's throw a bone to that group, which the, the net result is it just ends up dividing people further into little tribes that are all competing for favors from, from uncle big government, you know, that's, that's going to, you know, show some love to us. That's just wrong. And, and we shouldn't be made to feel bad for calling that kind of nonsense out. Although if you do, Guaranteed somebody is going to line up to take some shots at you. That's just how it is. Let me give you another example of how everything that came before us was wrong. And and uh, this uh, KTVB, thank you for being such a wonderful source of uh, material for this week's show of uh, Nowhere to Hide. Look at that headline down at the bottom. Yes, Sally Ride was the first known LGBTQ plus NASA astronaut. Is that right? Holy cow. Why, why is that even important? And again, Brian Lenny, uh, Senator Lenny, I got to give him you know, credit for the assist here. Number one, that term didn't emerge until the 1990s. Number two, she kept it private and didn't use it as a political talking point or as an excuse to groom kids. KTVB fails again. Are we going to go through and remake every single... You know, every single feature, every every uh, figure in, in politics, you know, every every figure in history. Well, you know, this was the first known case of a non-binary or neurodivergent uh, philosopher. It's 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 straining everything through today's ideological filters to try to make it fit. And it's it would be funny if it weren't so sad and if it weren't intended to, to keep people from from seeing the truth. Now, of course, some people get upset, you know, when parents draw the line and say, look, there are some things that are appropriate in school. This whole rainbow flag stuff, pledging allegiance to a rainbow flag, that's just not right. To which you'll hear the response, well, why does what somebody's doing in their own bedroom bother you? And I I have to give it to Stone Toss Comics for here. Why do you care about what people do in the privacy of their own bedroom? Yeah, that would uh, reference the latest... uh, um, debacle at the White House, as well as the uh, nice little furry there approaching a child in the background. Very, very true. So let's let's end with some perspective and on a, a positive note. This isn't so much about let's get you wound up about who the bad guys are and make sure that uh, they can't walk down the street without people, you know, booing them or throwing trash at them. No, let's just remember that when it comes to, to putting a protective barrier around the kids, there's a reason why, as parents and as grandparents, we need to take that seriously. And and the amazing thing is, leave it to a satirical publication, the uh, Babylon Bee, to put this into perspective. 
but they did this beautifully. I, I can't tell if this, this really actually speaks more like truth than it does satire, but here's the headline. I accomplished nothing today, says mom who spent all day nurturing infinitely precious human souls. I don't think it's wrong to, to look at kids that way, especially your own kids, and to recognize that, and where necessary to step up and, and be the protective barrier around them when other people want to, to uh, hijack them or otherwise manipulate their minds for, for some reason of, of their own you know, desires or their own ideology. That's sick and it's wrong. And unfortunately, it's not just happening, you know, in our government schools. It's happening in a lot of our institutions. When's the last time you were able to watch, you know, a, even a Disney show without some woke message coming through and kind of lecturing you and wagging its finger at you about how these are the attitudes that you have to take on. So hone your own sense of what's right and wrong. Hone your own ability to discern between fact and fiction. I'm pointing out examples of where the media, you know, wonders, where is the trust going? Why don't people trust us? I mean, come on, we're supposed to be the trusted source of news. Well, they, they betrayed that trust. They become narrative managers. They become propagandists. They become manipulators of public opinion. And they, for the life of them, can't figure out why people won't continue to trust them, even though they're telling us to. It's because some people have started to see through the smokescreen. And if you're one of them, more power to you. Stay, stay strong. In fact, let's take it one step further. See what you can do to infect at least three other people around you with that same desire to inquire about what's going on deeper than simply taking the media at its word. I know it's not illegal, by the way, to do that. It'll scare the folks on the left, but it's not illegal yet. I'm Brian Hyde, and this is Nowhere to Hide are biased, the Idaho Press Club are biased, all media, newspaper, radio. To be completely blunt here, Brian, and there are plans to expand indoctrination. That's right. Well, Idahoans are also concerned. Horror shot. That line would be moving a little bit farther west. I'm like crying. Nobody wants to Dark see. Dark money is influencing policy in our state. Well, that's not how this works.